episode 155 for the 7th of December 2010. James, good to see you back on the couch. And you, Ian, it's just been way too long. And here we are on episode 155. And uh, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology, covering business news, technology news, a bit of content delivery. And uh, maybe a bit of mobile, Mm -hmm. um, some gaming, and uh, maybe some other stuff, but maybe not. (laughs) Depends what happens. We'll see. And it'll be about 25 minutes, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully in an entertaining format. So tell your friends, give us some feedback, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com or even rate the show on iTunes. Indeed. Um, But we'll hopefully uh, leave you with a bit of a takeaway that you didn't know about before. Cool. So business news, uh, what do we got happening there? Right. Well, I thought the business news was probably going to be... um, Google bought a company called Widevine for mm. an undisclosed sum of money. Now, um, just just so we're clear, what what does Widevine do? Well, they provide a DRM. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're the guys behind the Netflix stuff. Uh, uh, okay. And they also have some video optimization technologies, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is some kind of adaptive bitrate streaming, and I guess they've got some IPR. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps this means Google's making a content play. Mm. Um, now, I think this is a very interesting play for Google, especially for all of, you know for all of us in the uh, the broadcast space. That mm-hmm. this is, I think, the first time, uh, ignoring YouTube for the moment as a kind of phenomenon, mm-hmm. uh, the first time Google's kind of stepped into the, a classic kind of broadcast TV pay TV kind of space. Would you say? Yeah, um, but they've been rebuffed a lot recently by mm-hmm. the studios. But I find it hard to believe this is just kind of a, a knee jerk reaction. This must have been in planning mm-hmm. for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Widevine is on the list of the studios and has approved content. So right. essentially, if Google comes with a deal and says, well, you know, we'll be using our DRM, mm-hmm. we'll offer you this kind of money, the studios are not going to say no. Mm. So what they might do, I mean, having been to the the current, you know, the, the old school operators, mm-hmm. um, the Comcast and the likes of this world, I mean, Echo Star is the only one who's thrown in their towel, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, they can just maybe look to bypass them and go directly to the... Um, the program providers, right? I see. Okay, Perhaps. So, I mean, it's a bit of a bit of a guess, but uh, well, it kind of fits. I mean, uh, you've got Google TV, and mm. but there's nothing secured there, is there? It's all no. I'm not sure if Widevine does streaming, you know, live streaming stuff mm. as well, or whether it's only um, you know canned stuff. Yeah, I don't really know how Netflix works in that respect. Well, it is live streamed, mm. um, but it's not live. So it's movies. Mm. It's, mm. it's VOD yeah. essentially yeah. over the open internet. Yeah. So, uh, um, I'll just see how that works out. But I think that's, you know, that's kind of an interesting bit of business news. Um, yeah, see what happens and, and undisclosed sum of money. I think Widevine was kind of privately held or number right. of investors, uh-huh. but it's not clear exactly what was paid, but you can look at all the previous rounds of investment and I guess, um, Get an idea Google, what the value is and- yeah, Google will have to disclose, but mm-hmm. I guess it's going to be, you know, the, uh, tens of millions, I would think, but not, mm-hmm. not vast. Yeah. Um, so, watch and learn. See what happens. Indeed. So, moving on to technology news. We've got a few things here. Uh, so, this one's yours, James. Twitter-powered TV remote. Yes, this is um, kind of from Japan. And if mm-hmm. you look in the show notes, folks, you'll see... Um, I actually quite like the device. Mm. Looks um, very cool, actually. It's a it's a big kind of legal size um, tablet kind of thing, mm-hmm. as far as I can see. Yeah. Um, 
and basically um, it aggregates TV content and commentary via Twitter mm-hmm. um, and turns your Android tablet into a social media powered TV remote. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It, Does it mean you can see what other people are watching and get a feeling? Um, for- it's kind of real time. So you can see who's, you can see what's worth watching, what's on, mm-hmm. and who's doing the watching. Mm. So cool. you can sort of, that's the idea you can see and choose. So that's from KDDI. Looking at this, um, mm-hmm. and because that kind of yeah. turns things around from the app being on the TV to the app being on your device, on your remote control, or it's on your kind of handheld thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, still, that relies on you know the metadata needs to be out there. So essentially, mm-hmm. this is totally separate metadata. Mm-hmm. It relies on when someone's broadcasting, they're sending the Twitter the right uh-huh. hashtags because this thing has to. I mean, hashtags mm-hmm. are just arbitrary, aren't they? There's no. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no syntax for mm, hashtags other than just put a hashtag on the front. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so there's no, a bit there's of, no bit of hard um, work to go on there. Pedagogy or whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for, Ian? <laughs> not pedagogy, I think. No, it's not. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> there's no, um, no interconnectedness of... Um, yes, there's no pres- prescribed format for mm-hmm. hashtags, mm-hmm. which there'd need to be for this app to work, I guess. Yeah. Or it just turns into a sort of pseudo-random search, mm. which is open to uh, hacking or... Um, making these go wrong. But I mean, this tablet looks cool anyway. Mm, that's very cool. And your Android tablet seems to have circuit boards at the top and um, <laughs> it's genuine gritty, grungy kind of tablet. I guess there are more Andro- I mean, Android, uh, they announced what, Honeycomb, the mm-hmm. 3.0 coming out soon. I guess we'll see a, a whole load of that coming out at CES. But mm. uh, wait and see. Right. Um, other technology news. Indeed. Now, um, we're, we're always interested in uh, how we power devices and how we mm. keep them powered. And, exactly. Uh, we've got an article here on the latest super capacitor developments. Yeah, and this is um which university is this? It's Dalian University of Technology in China. Mm-hmm. Um and some company called Angstron Materials in the US have worked out a way of putting graphene, which is a kind of um single single atomic layer sheet of carbon atoms, mm-hmm. which are in some continuous sheet. So I guess it's like a you know buckyball but equivalent in a sheet. Mm-hmm. And they're able to make a capacitor with a, I think it's a single sheet of that. All right, um, so they can just roll it up or something. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure, but basically it's got the same energy density as nickel metal hydride batteries. Yeah, that's awesome because... Which is pretty good because they're pretty light and yeah, store and, a lot of stuff. And not only that, they charge up really, really quick. Well, exactly. And this, well, these supercapacitors can unload and load like almost instantaneously. Mm. Um, I guess... The downside, I, I couldn't understand if you read the show notes, you'll see they, they made it, um, they can assemble coin-sized capacitors in a glove box. Is that, is, I mean, I'm imagining that some guy like the Homer Simpson style with his gloves in a big box. Oh, right, glove, right, right. I'm thinking that's what it is, but. As opposed to the thing in a car where you put stuff. At the end of the day, making these new materials is about, you know, someone painting stuff on with a paintbrush or something, but I think that's really good. Mm, that's very cool, because um, uh, if we can... Because that also avoids the whole kind of chemical nature of the current set of batteries. Yeah, I mean, it's, are, just, it's just burnt stuff. Yeah, it's carbon, and, isn't it? So yeah. jolly good. That's cool. Hmm. Right, so uh, we've got, um, I mean, I heard a little while ago that the, uh, the US Air Force had bought a bunch of PS3s, but I thought that mm-hmm. was all for flight simulators, but apparently not. Yeah, um, basically they've hooked how many of them together? 1,760 together. Mm-hmm. Um, to create the fastest interactive computer in the entire Defence Department, the thirty-third largest computer of any kind in the world. 
Which is not a bad effort considering Which is not bad. <laughs> I don't know if it's called the Rat King, but I clearly there's lots of uh, um, <laughs> lots of cables and stuff. So seven one thousand seven hundred sixty consoles. Now, how many? How much does that worth? Do you reckon? So let's say a PS3 console is what worth five hundred dollars or something? No, less than that. Uh, okay, a couple of hundred bucks. It's cheap. It's cheap. That's amazing. That's like um, well, a lot less than one um, F sixteen. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so we're talking only, you know, some hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the 33rd most powerful computer in the world. That's pretty amazing. Mm. No, I think, um, and what is it? Things like research into AI, fast processing of satellite pictures mm-hmm. and the enhancement of radar. And, um, and playing, um, <laughs> <laughs> network, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops for real. Yeah, that's the exactly. words all about. Um, fantastic. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, that's cool. But obviously they're saying the PS3, the, the cell processor is kind of last year's mm. stuff really. Um, so they're looking at PlayStation 4s. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So um, on to uh, content delivery. Uh, mm. Big news from, from a little while ago now, but I think there's still a bit of chatter about it that uh, Rupert Murdoch's decided to weigh into the whole uh, getting content on the iPad story mm. by creating an entirely new newspaper. Just scratch, for the iPad. Just for the iPad, which mm. uh, is quite an amazing thing to do. So they're getting 100 um, writers and editors and what are they called? Journalists, them? <laughs> Those are the ones, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, proper inverted commas journalists. And uh, But instead of writing for a paper newspaper, they're writing for an iPad newspaper. And mm. uh, I heard it was uh, I heard it was going to be called The Daily. That's right. And uh, cost 99 cents a week, which is, doesn't seem too bad. Seems fine, doesn't it? Like, um, uh, I must admit, the online newspapers I've seen mm-hmm. in the UK market aren't that good, to be honest. I mean, they're just, they don't mm-hmm. use the medium very much. Um, That's true. That's they've true. kind of really kind of got to market really quickly mm-hmm. and just shoved something up there. I mean, Flipboard is one of the better ones. Right. Um, but yeah, pretty disappointing. So hopefully, um, mm-hmm. this people will people pay for it? I don't know. Well, I ended up paying for the Times online, so mm. you know if I can, if they can get me to get get me into that, then they can get me to. If I had an iPad, then getting some original content that's easy to read and you know has something appropriate for the iPad, then mm. fantastic. Well, I think there was a project that was canned a while ago where they were looking to give away a subscription. You know, if you bought a subscription, you got the device free, but I guess it the cost of devices still is pretty hefty. <laughs> it's still so, pretty high, uh, isn't it? Yeah, so it has to be subscribed paying. for, what is it, 99 cents a week or something? You'd be yeah, that's a, that's a weeks, lot about 10 years. of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, that a yes. business model does not make. <laughs> still, um, that's pretty cool. If you've got 40 million iPads out there by the end of 2011, then uh, you've certainly got a huge potential number of subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're aiming for about 2 million subscribers by the sound of it. So it's, uh, good. I guess there are rumors of the iPad yeah. 2 as well. Um, mm. With, I guess the only rumor I've heard is better, better display and a front-facing camera. So, well, that's that's I think the one missing camera, for me. I guess, yeah. One, thing, one yeah. thing missing for me is getting getting camera in there, and I think I'd definitely buy it. I don't mm. think the screen's really a, a showstopper for me. Like, what is it, ten twenty-four by seven sixty-eight? You haven't had any problems with the size of the screen? No, not at all. In fact, but the thing is, I've got the new OS now, and I can't really see a big difference apart from arranging it into. Um, mm. The battery life seems to have gone down, but that's probably because I've got applications open. That I know I they run in the background, don't they? Yeah, so it's it's actually kind of not difficult, but you mm-hmm. have to remember to close them, which isn't so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're used to using it in the manner before. So, how do you actually so, close an app? That's I don't know. You have to sort. Of, have you got iOS four point two? Yeah, but I mean, I I've never closed an app. Well, you kind of double click the the, the real button, oh. and then you can bring up the you know the 
a short list of stuff. Yeah, I can I can get to the short list so I can go to an app that's already running. Yeah, and then if you if you click and hold it on that short list thing, oh, there's see. a minus sign appears and you can <laughs> See how how would you know that? How well, would you even know that? You wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> so how I'm did sure you find that out? Someone had to tell you, right? Because someone asked me, how, yeah, do I, yeah. how do I stop this thing? Because sometimes if you've got, um, you know, because not all apps are enabled either. So True. sometimes an app will be running mm-hmm. and like the sound will come on. <laughs> and you'll go, where's, what, hang <laughs> where's on, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, so I guess you don't know. There's nothing particularly tells you if they're, if they're kind of still going. So Okay, so if I hold all these icons down, it gets nothing. Nothing. I'm just getting rid of oh, my short Oh, I got the minus signs. How cool. There you go. Wow, yeah. cool. All right, so I get it. So maybe cut the rope HD is killing me here. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's, um, a, that's a very interesting. Okay. There you oh, go. I got um, something there, James. So there we go. Um, right, back on the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix leverages HTML5 mm. for UI. Mm. Now, this is very cool. So, is uh, it? Have you seen this? Or I what's haven't seen it, but I've seen... I, I like the concept of it. So instead of... Uh, creating customized code for um, special PS3, apps, you mean, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. uh, to do Netflix there. In some cases, they're experimenting with the idea of actually downloading essentially an entire web browser yeah. uh, to do HTML5 to do all the graphics for the Netflix UI, uh, which means that presumably they could get fast time to market, uh, easier UI. But most things have got uh, you know, a browser already. I mean, certainly the Love Film based UI on the PS3. Mm-hmm clearly isn't an app because it's just kind of there. It's just a link and then brings right. up a fairly Other dull pops. thing which looks a bit like mm-hmm. the thing in the show notes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there I is. quite know what the big deal is here. Well, I mean, I guess it's the first use of HTML5 or one of these major guys kind of doing something, uh, using it for their actual user interface rather than using Flash or... Yes, um, yeah, anything yeah. Like that. Um, sort of too wait and see but I think you know yeah clearly when HTML5 is there and everyone can use it why bother writing an app when you can just if you're just essentially presenting a catalogue of stuff mm-hmm. there's only so many ways you can do that so mm-hmm. uh, HTML5 should be good enough in my mind mm-hmm. indeed and uh, so while we're on content delivery mm-hmm. um, BBC iPlayer turns out that 20% of all the, all the iPlayer views are on Virgin Cable who would have thought Hmm, who would have thought? <laughs> I do think that's a quite a large number considering. It is actually. It is quite a lot. Yeah. But I guess that's that maybe that shows the validity of catch up T V through the T V. Ah, uh-huh. that's a good point. Uh, and I think a lot of the data does show that most people will want mm-hmm. to watch catch up, but mm-hmm. they won't continue to watch on another device if they can watch it on T V. Right, yes. Ideal. And certainly yeah. I watched Virgin um uh they did the TiVo mm-hmm. announcement recently. Mm-hmm. Um and they're basically saying you, know, you can go back in the guide and watch stuff which is available as catch-up, and they would just present it in the same way, right. which I think is the same angle that um, the guys from what, Canvas, now UView, are pitching uh-huh. as well. So, yeah. um, But it's still a pretty small amount of... Um, is it, what's the, the number? It's like 20% of all internet traffic is by 1.4% of viewing, which is mm. uh, mm. iPlayer. Mm. It's up. Well, the that's, that's the thing about doing a one-to-one distribution content. <clears throat> So uh, December, they had 59 million video views, um, and that's for Virgin Media. So that's quite a lot of views. That's mm. that's amazing. But considering Virgin Media doesn't have, I think they've only got like, how many, what, one million 
I think it's about a million. Yeah. Is this something like that? No, not a lot of subscribers, anyway. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, <laughs> it's not really bad. They're not obviously bad. watching a lot of BBC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Nintendo Wii apparently did quite well as well after a bit of uh, really uh, bit of advertising. I've actually tried that now, James, and uh, I've got a report that it works perfectly fine. Nothing. And your twenty fifth update, you managed to get iPlayer. Yeah, didn't, I did have to update the entire thing, well and truly, and then um, <laughs> um, it was fine. Now. Now, mobile stuff, mm-hmm. have you got any cool apps you found on your... Well, I've just worked out how to kill apps on the iPhone. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, I thought a good music app, which you might like, is called Auditorium, as in A-W-E-Ditorium. Uh-huh. Okay. And what happens in Auditorium? It's, uh, well, it's Builders Oral Happiness. <laughs> um, with an A, perv. Uh-huh. Um, and... Uh, no, it's it's really good. It's kind of it lets you browse through independent artists. So I guess that must be mainly unsigned artists. Okay. And you can, you know, there's a like an album cover, and then you can click mm-hmm. on the album cover, and it starts playing the song, and then you can choose an HD copy on uh, YouTube within the same app. Uh, the lyrics cool. come up, maybe a few snippets of about the band and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's nice. good. Well, the stuff um, I downloaded was an SSH and VNC client. Oh, so you've hacked your phone, have you? No, no, it works perfectly fine on a normal phone. But, um, oh, okay. So you're not SSHing into the phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. SSH to my iPhone, but mm. um, very geeky, but um, very useful little app, actually. You can actually connect into servers and see what's going on without actually requiring... Mm. My brother showed me Celeb You Like today. <laughs> Celeb You Like. Have you heard of that one? No, so what do you... What <laughs> there? Um, it's one of these things where you take a photo of someone and then it mm-hmm. works out which celeb looks most like you. <laughs> So uh, did they decide Brad Pitt for you, James? No, um, Slash from uh, Guns N' Roses, I think. that was uh, Excellent. That was the first one. Excellent. I can't remember the second so one. It's a form of practical joke. Excellent. <laughs> I think it just randomly picks someone who might uh-huh. be of the same sex and of the same species. Yeah, probably the same species. <laughs> I don't um, know if you are the same species as Slash, James, but... <laughs> well... We'll just ponder that one. Perhaps. Okay, so moving on to uh, gaming news now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I finished Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, what do you think? Was it good? It was okay, but I I didn't think it was much better than Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, yeah, I spent a lot of money on it. Like, a surely, lot more cutscenes and a lot more kind of filmy okay. styly, but... Right, which is where all expense went. But at the end of the day, pretty much the same. Right, so you're running around and shooting people. All exactly. Right, excellent. <laughs> it's our review. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not really into the online play. And, uh, yes. I'm not into online play because my ping time is so low. So uh, long, big, or whatever. Anyway, yeah. so... Uh, that will be different soon, James. Don't so worry. that's on eBay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> nice. Well, while we're talking about games uh, on consoles, uh, the Xbox is now five years old. And, 360, uh, yeah? Wow. 360, yeah. Five yeah. years old, who'd have thought? And it's a quite an astonishing landmark because there's no successor right now for the Xbox 360. And, I mean, this is the second Xbox, keeping in mind. Yeah, this is the slim and something or light or whatever. Yep, but uh, so there's there's kind of been this tradition in gaming that every five years the uh, consoles get updated. Five mm-hmm. years is still a long time in uh, <clears throat> in uh, kind of technology, I guess, for, mm-hmm. from one thing to another. And I mean, the sort of analogy I have here is that in the the professional audio uh, realm of things, you used to be able to buy synthesizers and keyboards and that kind of thing. They always had a very slow update cycle as well, like probably about five years. So you'd have mm-hmm. one particular model from Yamaha or Roland or one of those things, and they'd last about five years. And then something else had come out because it was just really expensive to produce hardware and to tool up to make it. 
Um, well, all these know. stories about when these consoles first came out, it cost you know twice as much as the mm. retail price to actually mm. produce. So exactly, but only by getting scale can you actually get the cost mm. down. Um, so uh, the original Xbox was released in two thousand one. Three hundred and sixty was released in two thousand and five. Uh, but they're not planning on a, on another. Well. They're not saying they're planning on another Xbox anytime soon. The Xbox 360 has got so what power PC processor in, right? It's nothing. It's no, kind it's of off-the-shelf hardware, really, isn't it? It is off. It is off-the-shelf hardware, unlike the PS3, which I think this is an interesting comment here. The PS3 mm. may well have had more powerful hardware, but given that most games are available for both consoles and PC, it's always mm. a kind of like. Uh, lowest common denominator kind exactly of and it's the same even, the you know same. it's like a pay tv operator you're kind of bound by any applications you want to run mm. by your lowest common denominator mm-hmm. unless you're going to swap them out mm-hmm. um but you have to come out with a i don't know an xbox 720 or something i don't know quite what, you, <laughs> what would you do <laughs> yes um, um well certainly the uh, the connect seems to have uh, revitalized yeah it's definitely the, in the xbox from an sure. accessory side but the games um mm. i haven't you know, I know when the Wii first came out, I remember asking the guy in the store, you know, what's the killer game? What should I get? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know for Connect what. I mean, other than, I mean, I might buy a 360 just to get mm-hmm. um, a Connect because they, you know, bundle it up. If that's yeah, they've got, good that's bundles around the moment. Yeah, I mean, that's if they've got any left, of course. But then that's like with Connectimals or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And. Yeah, that doesn't really float my boat. To be honest, I, I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen a game that I'd like to play with with Connect. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really cool technology for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that's going to be, and also the fact it's still, you know, it doesn't have a Blu-ray drive in it. So mm, yeah, that's a shame. If you had like a, a console with a Connect and a Blu-ray drive, I would definitely buy it. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, obviously, I guess in the world where you can get HD stuff on demand, but I think in the US, I mean. Listeners, please tell me I'm wrong, but I mean, 720p is considered to be HD, which from mm, a, a land true. going from NTSC, that's true. It's that is sort of HD, but, but for me, you know, 1080p mm. is where it is. Mm. So, for sure, um, and I know a lot of the sports channels in the US are 720p because the idea that progressive, as opposed to you know, most at the time it was like 1080, 720p or 1080i. Mm. So, and yeah, maybe you can't tell the difference, but it all depends on your screen size and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. And the type um, of content you're using, which is why they chose 720p for sports, because they figured that uh, that would produce kind of movement better. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think um, is there a, I think there's more chance of a Wii 2 coming out than a, than an Xbox Then the Wii is based on ancient stuff, isn't it? The, well, you know, the GameCube and stuff. Yeah, but then Nintendo, a, as we talked about the other day, is kind of not exactly doing well. No, it's funny because they've done so well for so long and then they've kind of just... Yeah. Oh, I think it's the nothing. iPod Touch has nailed them, really. The yeah. DS and they've the DS uh, 3D hasn't okay. come out and, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, and kids nowadays, they ask for a DS, now they want an iPod Touch. Well, there's a lot of good games on the iPod Touch. Yeah. And it's a yeah. very snazzy little platform. It's very thin. Mm. does all the same stuff as an iPhone, but, you know. No contract. Cha-ching. Exactly. Very good. Exactly. Um, now, we don't have any weird and wacky other news, do we? No, it's very, very odd for us not to have anything <laughs> particularly weird So, please do send us your mm. weird story of the week, and we'll endeavour to include it in the show where possible. So, send Fantastic. it to feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Great. Well, it's good talking to you, James, and I uh, look forward to chatting to you next week on episode 156. Indeed. So, it's goodbye from me, James. And bye from me, and cheers. Bye.
This episode of On The Couch Podcast is brought to you by embeddedadventures.com, your source for embedded kits and things to play with. 